0: You are listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. So I'd like to welcome everybody to the CCB GTT weekly presentation call. Today is Wednesday, November 10th, 2021. Hard to believe. And we are so happy to have Lindsay Tyler and Laurie Davidson here from CLA to talk to us about things that are going on at Cela, and you ladies are always very popular I must say uh, whoever comes on to talk about Cela, we always get a nice big crowd because SILA is uh, so well loved by our community so I will turn it over to you and you can present in whatever way you see fit uh, and uh, thank you for joining us on this call and thank you so much for uh, for for all you do at CELA, so
1: Thank you, Kim. Great, thanks, Kim. Um, so this is Lori speaking, and I'm the executive director of CELA, and I think Lindsay and I today, um, our thought is that we would take about 30 minutes where we can give you some updates um, and sort of some of the, the new things that are going on at CELA, and then we'd be uh, happy to open it up to questions for the uh for the remainder of the call and um so that's that's the the sort of the broad framework of what we thought we'd do uh so i'm going to begin uh for the first 15 minutes or so and then i'll hand it over to to lindsay uh who can um, also then do her update on services okay so thanks i'm glad to hear that we're popular i i always like being popular that's uh, so thank you all for coming and uh for um uh, yeah, for for attending and for listening to uh, to what we have to say, um, I, you're a, 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 I think a really important group to us, and uh, really value your feedback and your expertise as well. So uh, I think we look forward very much to the questions and to sort of comments from the um, from you as well in terms of um, how we can you know better provide service. Uh, so what I want to talk about today, um, I'm gonna sort of touch on four areas Uh, i think i'll begin with some of our uh, sort of new initiatives around um, collection uh, building and some of the some new content that we're bringing in i want to give a brief overview of sort of where we're at with our federal um, funding update as many of you are aware and may have been involved in our advocacy campaign from last year and um, uh, so i'll just sort of uh, give a where what i know in terms of where we're at right now uh, I wanna talk about an, a new project that we're working on in collaboration with NELS, which is the uh, called PLARC, which is the Public Libraries Accessibility Resource Centre project. Um, and then just briefly at the end, I wanna talk about a uh, sort of a new initiative, a new pilot project that we're starting on delivery options. Okay, so uh, to begin, um, okay, so for collections, uh, the, the first thing that I wanted to say is in October, we announced a pretty significant, uh, milestone where we hit our one millionth book in the collection um, and a great deal of what enabled us to reach that 1 million number as is, is not um, is not uh, is because of the combination of the two collections that we offer which is the SELA collection and then in addition within our catalog we have access to the bookshare collection and it was between those two collections that we were able to reach that 1 million books so really exciting for us uh, it's a good it's a great milestone um, but in terms of a number of titles and accessible formats that we're able to offer to our users um, and a good number of those titles do come from Bookshare and through our partnership with Bookshare, they continue to add content as they make new sort of agreements and arrangements with publishers. Um, Those publishers uh, put uh, their content into Bookshare and then we benefit from that and are also able to add titles um, into our collection. Uh, So, I think the the combination of the two collections of SELA and Bookshare together are really powerful and really help to provide a breadth of collection to our users. Um, Next, I wanted to talk about, uh, so earlier in this year, we uh, we loaded our first, uh, so in January of 2021, we loaded our first batch of books from Penguin Random House Canada. So this was the first, Batch of books from an agreement that we signed late last year in getting all of the Penguin Random House Canada audio books that um, that they have Canadian distribution rights to. Um, they in our agreement they've they are now uh, offering us all of those titles, we take those titles that they make available in the commercial marketplace and we convert them into a daisy audio format and are able to add them to our collection. Uh, So we did our first load, uh, as they say, at the beginning of the year, we did a second load around April of a smaller set of titles. Uh, and now we've got a process in place where we'll we will be able to be updating the collection um, sort of on an ongoing basis has new titles get released from Penguin Random House, we will then be able to Canada, we will be able to add them to our collection. Uh, so the advantage of that is that is, you know, when those titles are available within the marketplace or available for purchase by libraries, we will also get be able to put um, to get those titles and add them to our collection at the same time so. That's a really exciting um, agreement. Uh, We're really uh, pleased to be partners with Penguin Random House Canada on that. Um, And it really shows actually their support uh, and the importance that they put behind making sure that uh, their accessible copies are available and available to readers with print disabilities. Um, Our next um, agreement that we did, and we did the first load of these titles in July is with Audible Canada um so audible has also uh in our agreement is providing us with uh some of their titles uh and we're currently in it on a pilot basis so i think uh we did our first load of about 25 titles and we've actually just loaded this week about another hundred titles from them Uh, we select these titles from audible's list um and i think the selection is uh, titles that we weren't able to get before Audible. These are Audible produced titles. So uh, these, often these titles are the audiobooks versions of these are only available within the Audible platforms. So the fact that we are now able to add them into our platform is really exciting. Uh, and uh, we hope that this will be an ongoing arrangement as well as we get through the pilot uh, project this year. Um, And the third partnership, which is significant for us, which I think we've mentioned before, uh, is our partnership with NLS, the National Library Service uh, in the United States, they have now done all of their legislative changes that are required for them to fully participate in the Marrakesh Treaty. And we have exchanged our collections. So we have provided NLS with uh, our Sila produced titles that can be exchanged through Marrakesh. Um, and then we have also received from NLS their collection of uh, its uh, Braille as well as their human uh, narrated audio. And we are going through the process of processing these titles, there's uh, in the neighborhood of about 80 to 90,000 titles that we could potentially add to our collection. We have to do a number of steps before we can add them, but we were able in the summer and in the fall, I think we've added now about 600 titles from NLS and we will be adding more um, in the coming years. So that's another, uh, or coming months and over time over the next few years. Uh, so that's another really exciting uh, partnership and uh, way that we're growing uh, our collection. Okay, the next thing I want to talk about is uh, just sort of where we're at with our federal funding so uh, as many of you know, we did an advocacy campaign last uh, late February and into March of 2021 this was because our funding for this fiscal year so fiscal year that we're currently in 2122 had. had been uh, cut uh, and our advocacy campaign was successful in reinstating our funds to the full amount uh, for this year. Um, So that was the, the, the success of our advocacy campaign. However, as it exists right now, we're still unsure of what our funding uh, situation will be looking like for next year and the year after and uh, ongoing. So, we are in conversation uh, currently with the federal government for how we can ensure our sustainable ongoing funding. Um, uh, the election obviously uh, has put, uh, put a um, Put that on hold uh, from about whenever the election was called uh, in mid-August through until even now. About now, we've just now had uh, sort of, uh, sort of uh, uh, now are looking at beginning our conversations again. Now that uh, uh, cabinet has been named uh, for uh, our ongoing conversations to see if we can ensure not only reinstatement of of our full funding for next year, but also what that ongoing picture looks like. I just want to speak briefly to sort of the federal funding, um, our campaign and 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 what the federal government is saying, the federal government, of course, is uh, is saying in general that they want to support the industry transition to accessible books. So rather than funding organizations like SELA to produce accessible formats, they're really wanting to support publishers to produce accessible formats from the get go. So in the in the environment or in the context of born accessible publishing Um, And this is actually an initiative that we are very supportive of and I think is really important in terms of getting accessible content out there at the time of publication and getting publishers on board with that, Uh, but we also have identified to the federal government that Though we want to support industry transition to accessible formats, that doesn't mean that we also don't have a great deal of work still to do um, on a whole range of um, production in accessible formats, not only for materials that publishers are not currently converting to accessible formats, but also we're working and we work with many different formats such as uh, production of Braille, which publishers don't always do and of course we need to continue to distribute our content in the various formats that our users need it, including embossed braille and CD. And all of this, of course, is is part of what we have used our federal funding for. So just to reiterate that we are wanting to work in collaboration with publishers uh, on their born accessible initiative, but also to understand that there is, you know, a need uh, for for that public service component uh, to ensure an equitable reading landscape uh, in Canada. Uh, The next one I want to talk about is uh, a new initiative um, that we are working with our colleagues at NELS on, um, as well as uh, with eBound, which is a publisher organization uh, for uh, the promotion of uh, eBooks in the digital marketplace in Canada. Um, And part of this is how do we how to get that accessible content into all the mainstream aspects, not just in the commercial marketplace, but within public libraries as well. Um, So PLARC is the Public Library Accessibility Resource Center project, and this is a project uh, that is focused on uh, creating a a consolidated resource center uh, to train library staff across the country on the importance of accessibility. Um, and this is not just in sort of one arm of the library for outreach services or just to use sealant or NELS but the idea that all areas of library service uh, libraries need to really make sure that they're incorporating accessibility and creating inclusive environments so this touches on public service programming um, sort of teaching of assistive technologies but also falls into the back end is like cataloging in libraries the um, IT or information technology and all of the interfaces, the discovery layer or the digital gateway to the library to make sure that that's accessible. And also to ensure that uh, libraries as a whole are accessible workplaces. Um, So all of this is being touched on in this project and more information on this will be coming, but I think it's an exciting sort of multi-year initiative that we're looking at that uh, will help uh, to provide the resources that libraries need to hopefully do uh, to help them offer services to their community that are you know, truly uh, inclusive and accessible. And uh, the last um, area that I wanted to uh, speak to is an exciting uh, uh, pilot project that we are embarking on. And this is called the Expanded Delivery Options Project. So I will say that this is, um, it's very new, and I will ask you all to stay tuned for more information on this. Uh, we'll be we'll be able to share more information and more details on the project in the coming weeks. But I uh, just wanted to give a a bit of a teaser of what's to come. So we are. Um, in the process of setting up a pilot project to test three new delivery options. Uh, So the first delivery option is a low-cost audiobook player where you can load multiple audiobooks onto the device. Um, And this can be used uh, by users um, uh, uh, who, uh, who perhaps have relied on CDs, may want to try out Uh, the low-cost audiobook player uh, um, instead. We're also looking at piloting a fully-featured cartridge-based daisy player, Um, and the third one that we're looking at piloting is a smart speaker application to the SELA catalog. So uh, just to let you know that these are coming, we'll be uh, putting out more information on this, and part of the pilot project will involve Uh, The recruitment of volunteers uh, who can help uh, test uh, these new options Um, and more information we will be sending out more information on that as well for folks who may be interested. So I think that's my um, overview of some of the bigger uh, sort of the big initiatives and some of the updates that that I wanted to share with you all today, so I will now hand it over to Lindsay. Uh, to talk more specifically about some of our services.
2: Thanks Laurie and thanks everyone um, for your interest. So Laurie's giving you sort of the what's new and different and um, when um, Kim asked us to do this um, this presentation with you she suggested that um, probably uh, I think Lots of familiar names in this group and certainly people who are using CELA services already, but that uh, kind of an overview uh, of the basics would be useful as well. And I I know you've um, been hearing from others about downloading and using devices like the Victor Stream, and so I will probably focus a little bit more uh, on the downloading aspect as well. Um, And our plan is to leave lots of time for questions too. So if you have uh, questions about anything that Laurie talked about, or, or my sort of more service focused um, uh, discussion, then um, they're very welcome. So, um, so I'll start by talking about what SELA offers. um, And I think as uh, as Laurie mentioned, one one of the key goals and you know, all the different things that we're doing is to offer choice and including choice of formats. So uh, we offer audiobooks, accessible eBooks. So those are um, text-based books, but that are intended to be uh, accessible and can be read with various assistive technologies like. Uh, uh, a screen reader or a braille display or made significantly larger so that someone with low vision can read them. Um, so uh, ebooks, and of course, braille and print braille as well. Um, something to mention in the in the choice of formats is that we also, and I think Laurie talked with this too, with the million the book um, milestone that we reached, is that um, we combine in our in our services and in our website, particularly both the Bookshare and the SELA collections. So the SELA collection is the one that we um, develop, and it's available to all SELA users. And we collect titles through original production and purchase and exchange, um, and particularly human narrated audio um, eBooks that are. Um, uh, that are again accessible, a uh, human transcribed braille and print braille. So that's the SEALA collection. But we also provide access with um, a proof of disability and that's to the Bookshare collection. And that's because of their um, agreements with publishers. So the Bookshare collection is quite different it's bookshare what they do they don't collect specific titles they sign agreements with publishers and who then supply all of their books in epub format which is an accessible or in principle an accessible uh, ebook format and then bookshare then offers that epub to users as well as generating synthetic audio and braille and they do that automatically so there's they have computer programs that run on those ebook files and create the audio and the braille from those ebook files automatically. So uh, so you can see two very different approaches in there. And um, I think that the goal is always between the two collections, the Bookshare and the CELA collection, we just aim to offer as much choice as possible, both in terms of format and the range of titles that are available. Um, And then uh, the delivery options piece is also an area where choice is important. So um, we offer the ability to download to a number of different devices. It could be a tablet or a smartphone or a daisy player or indeed even to your computer. Um, And we also offer physical items, CD and Braille by mail. And of course, uh, we hope that we'll be able to to be testing some other delivery options uh, in the next few months. Um, So like a lot of uh, any public library really, we offer a similar sort of general interest collection. We have books, bestsellers, award winners, classics, books for kids, uh, teens, adults. Uh, We also offer magazines. And those are both audio magazines, like, um, that are human narrated, and those are primarily popular Canadian titles like Maclean's, Chatelaine, Canadian Geographic, and there's other titles in French. And we also offer a really huge selection, um, about 150 titles uh, in full text, so it's a text, Daisy text, uh, or EPUB um, magazines, and you can actually um, subscribe to those as well. Um, so that we can send them to your device automatically. And finally, we offer some newspapers, and those are available um, on the website. Um, so now I'm going to move to talking a little bit more about the, um, the technology piece of, our, of using our service. So um, a lot of people, there's a lot of different ways, I guess, to look at the technology question, but um, one way is if I, if I have a device, which, you know, what devices work with Sela service? So um, we have lots and lots of users who are using a smartphone or a tablet, could be a iOS or Android device, and then an app. And there's a number of apps that work very well with our service. Um, some people use Voice Dream Reader, uh, some people use Dolphin Easy Reader, and no doubt there are others too that depending on the format you choose could work well. Another very popular choice is the Daisy Player, so a specialized um, Daisy Player device, and as you probably know, as um, I think many of you will know, that you can get a a desktop model, but I I know in this group, there's also lots of interest in the Victor Stream as well, which is a smaller, more portable model, Um, and they connect to the internet or they can, uh, the desktop models can take CDs if somebody doesn't have internet access. Uh, There are people who use uh, just a a computer to access our services and, and there's a DAISY software available or if you're reading braille, that would work well as also. Um, Some people will just use MP3 player to simply play the audio files. Um, And we provide information about all these options and more at the help section of our website. So if you go to help, uh, if you go to celalibrary.ca and then just visit the help link, um, we, give lots of tutorials and so on about each of those um, different options and then I'm happy to answer questions. Um, Just to to go further into the downloading aspect though, um, I think um, I'll talk a little bit about sort of the options for downloading and then generally um, in broad strokes the process. So uh, we offer basically two download options. And I think this is sometimes a little bit confusing. So I will tell you a bit about the two options and why you might choose one or the other. So the two options are um, basically zip. So there's a number of different formats that are available in the zip download option. And then we also offer direct player. So zip means that we Put all the files for that book in a folder and you download those files from a page on the My Account section of our website. So, you as the user navigate to that page, you find the title of the book that you want to download and you select it, and it will download it to your device. If you're using a computer, it will download it to your computer. If you're navigating our site on your uh, tablet or your phone, then it will download it to that device. And then once you have those files, it's for you to decide whether you transfer them to a second device. You could transfer them, for example, to, um, to a DAISY player or Victor Stream, or you could open them up in an application like Voice Stream Reader, uh, or you could read it on a braille display, if it's particularly, if it's a, a braille file. So those files, the zip files, that's more, you have to decide where they're going to go and what you want to do with them. Um, So that's, you know, that takes a certain amount of skill, but it also means you can take them exactly where you want them to go into into your preferred uh, device or application. For DAISY Audio and DAISY Text, you can also have the choice of the direct-to-player delivery option. So this option is a little bit, we do a little bit more help with getting the, the book to where it, you want to read it. So um, with direct-to-player, we put the book or the magazine on a, your online bookshelf, and then either the Dolphin Easy, Easy Reader app or your Daisy player will connect automatically to that bookshelf. Um, and then download the book straight to that device. So there's no messing around with moving files around. So that's sort of the the two download options. so, a few other things. Um, Kim mentioned that you had a presentation a while ago about using the Victor Stream to read SELA um, titles. And I see Jerry is here, and I'm not going to go into as much detail because he is, uh, as he did, and he is the expert in any case. Um, but uh, I think my understanding is there's some interest in that. Um, so, if people are using um, a human wear device to download, um, it, it it works great, and lots of people do it. Um, you'll need to configure your player to uh, to our service to the Direct to Player Bookshelf, and we can help you with that. We have uh, technical support um, folks who whose job uh, is is essentially to to help patrons with that process. So uh, you can simply give us a call or send us an email and ask about having. Um, you know, a Victor reader stream or Stratus configured for Direct to Player, and we will walk you through that or send you the appropriate files. Once it's configured, the books will download automatically when you're connected to the internet. Um, yeah, so I think that's, um, that's downloading. Um, and I just wanted to finish my piece by um, talking about registration. So if you're not already a CLA user, um, the way to sign up is to get a public library card. Um, and those are generally available, available free of charge um, at your public library. If, I think most libraries are open at this point and many are actually offering an online registration option as well. So if you need help with that, um, just give them a call. Um, and then you can register online on our website. Um, and again, it's at no cost. Uh, you can also, uh, again, contact your public library and uh, any SELA member library is able to help you uh, register uh, as well.
0: Thank you for listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. There are many ways to get in touch with us. You can call us toll-free at one eight seven seven three zero four zero nine six eight, you can follow our GTT blog at gttprogram.blog. If you'd like to subscribe to our email support list, you can send a blank email to gttsupport plus sign subscribe at groups.io. And you can follow the Canadian Council of the Blind on the web at ccbnational thought.